Hey everybody, I am joined right now by the man you know as Eric Rowan. Eric Redbeard is his current name. Uh, he has a big signing tonight with 80s Wrestling Con's Monday Night Virtual. We're going to be talking about what he's been up to, some career highlights, uh, everything in, in between. First, I'll ask, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you taking the time. As I mentioned, you are doing the signing tonight uh you're actually going to be appearing with fred rosser uh who you actually not only spent some time with in wwe but uh he was one of your last opponents you guys faced each other in the uwn primetime live the the world title tournament uh that was in november and you've had some matches in between here and there uh what what's your status right now are you looking for uh wrestling appearances are you doing the lot like the signings where can we expect to find you next besides the signing tonight uh man i'm uh kind of dipping in everything right now but uh definitely i miss wrestling i miss wrestling in front of people and now that people are coming back i you know you can see me pop up many different places especially now that everything's starting to open people are vaccinated uh it's it's just uh exciting to see you know people getting back and doing normal things yeah yeah i'll agree there um this whole past year it's it's been really strange because you have some people that you know go right back to wrestle and then i've talked to others that have said you know they're they're the polar opposite where they were like you know what i don't want to wrestle until we get to point a, B, or C. So I feel like n now it's uh, more more of a collective agreement that things are finally feeling normal, so to speak. And, you know, like today, Ring of Honor announced they're having fans for Best in the World in July, and AEW is doing it, WWE, there's whispers. And, you know, it, it, is that something that, you know, you – like not just for your personal safety and for the performer safety, but is like performing in front of fans really something that you thought you, you would use as the uh, one of the things that you know would make you return? Because I know, I know a lot of people have said it's really difficult performing in front of uh, a lack of a crowd or, you know, a smaller crowd, like it kind of throws you off. Are, are you looking at something like that as a performer? Cause you did spend years in front of you know the wwe universe larger crowds than most um to me uh yeah uh it's funny you brought up uh fred darren young uh because yes uh we worked uh over at united uh pro in los angeles it was a empty arena and it, it was uh very unsettling i didn't like it i didn't want to go back to doing a bunch of that because uh, to me, professional wrestling is for the fans. Um, um, over the course of the last year, I've done a lot of acting. And to me, acting is done intimately in front of a camera with no live crowd. Mm -hmm. uh, unless you're like in a theater or something, um, which has also been closed. Uh, so to me, wrestling just didn't feel like wrestling to me. And uh, maybe maybe it, there's, it opened the avenue for different 
you know, parts of wrestling, but then when the fans come back, you won't see a lot of things that you've been seeing. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. Yeah. I think it's, there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer, but, uh, it, it's just kind of like wait and see approach and, you know, it, it definitely hasn't felt like wrestling. And I know as much as they try to make it feel like wrestling, it, it never matches the, the, the genuine article, so to speak. Um, what, uh, maybe I can ask you this, anyone you like, you want to work with in particular, maybe not a company, but, uh, maybe on the Indies, anybody that catch your eye that you maybe have seen working in the meantime that you're like, okay, now that I'm getting back into it, that's somebody I could really tell a good story with or match up really well. Man, there's so many talented people out there. Uh, you know, you know, in Japan, I've always said Koto Ibushi is a guy I wanted to work that our styles mesh quite, quite well with. Uh, um, I see a bunch of these big hosses. You got like Moose. That guy seems like a guy would be fun to work with. Um, I'll say it now. I'll say it a hundred times. I think Pac is tremendous. And, you know, I only had a chance to work him, you know, early in NXT. So, uh, yeah, like, I mean, that's just a small little group of guys. Like, you know, I could go on and on and on about, you know, being excited about actually, you know, getting in the ring with a few of these guys, yeah. uh, having these uh, matchups that you wouldn't normally see. Yeah, you're talking about uh, Hosses. Moose, Moose would definitely be up there. Uh, Impact actually has another guy, uh, uh, Big Cass. I feel like that would be a good fight. And then Joe Doring. Like those those guys just are massive. So I, I think you know there, there's plenty of competition out there for you. I'm looking forward to seeing you get back in the ring. Uh, you had quite the run uh, in WWE. You you were known for being in a stable, being in a tag team on your own for a little bit. Um, but you you had such a diverse uh, run now that you're going and branching out as you're, you know, you're, you're as a singles competitor, do you want to define yourself in any particular way now that, you know, past you, you had your run with the spider cage and that, and that was, you know, that was in under one lens, under one spotlight. Is there a way you want to define yourself moving forward? Uh, man, I just, I just want to, people to see you know me work and without the confines of you know you can you know three four minute matches and all that like you know it's it's good tv matches i guess but, but like i i miss most of all i miss live events i miss wrestling in front of the crowds uh just long periods of times and you know i want to form that character of me that nobody has really got to see like they've seen sprinkles here and there um throughout different parts of my gimmicks but like uh they've never gotten to know me and that's what i want to show people mm-hmm. is me and you know me turned up to 100 kicking ass in the right yeah absolutely and we've seen some glimpses of it and the reason i brought it up was because uh Brody Lee 
you know, in, in the past brought up, you know, being an intelligent giant, but then when you look at stuff like you have great comedic timing, when you, when you look back at like stuff like the Rubik's cube and some of the stuff you did with Daniel Bryan, like you get to see some of it. And is there any kind of misconception that you maybe want to dispel when you, when you come back, maybe that's a better way to put it because you're, you're talking about getting in front of the fans and showing who you are and, you know, going full bore. Is there something that, you want to, you know, set the record straight or any kind of thing like that, where you're not just, you know, you're not just a big man wrestler. Like you can do this, or I just mentioned, like you, you have good comedic timing, anything like that you really want to tap into. See, that's, that's, that's what's funny about wrestling. That's what's funny about some of the questions that people ask sometimes is wrestling is storyline driven, correct? Yeah. And, within these storylines people get invested because these two people want to beat the living crap out of each other in the midst of all that you get to know who that person is i think i had one or two true feuds when i was up there that were given time to to kind of go through but not all the way so you didn't really get a chance to see and feel and get the gist of who i was and i never got the you know, the opportunity to gel and put all the pieces together on what I want it to be. So, so yeah, of course, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, even, even Brody, uh, you know, wasn't given much of a chance to talk or shine up there. And he only saw glimpses and pieces until he, uh, went off and showed the world, you know, ultimately his legacy in such a short time. And, uh, you know, that's all that, you know, I can know for myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. One of the stories I did uh, for context, we I'm sure you've been asked quite some time, so I'm going to frame it a different way. But the, the spider cage storyline, it was what's in the cage. And then you, I, I think you said that there was supposed to be a rat in the cage at one point. Um, but one thing in particular caught my interest. Um, I, I'm blanking on this i think it i'll you i'll link to the interview when i post this but uh in one interview you did you said that you would put stuff in the cage even though they didn't tell you what was the payoff yet and uh you said that just for practical effect you you would put something in the cage i think one time you used a stuffed animal uh was there ever thing was there ever any uh objects that you put in there as a rib just to try to get a reaction just to kind of mess with people. Like I know a stuffed animal is kind of funny when you think about it, but anything like that, just to kind of break the tension or just kind of play, play a gag on who you were working with. Uh, I know, uh, one time I put, uh, um, uh, just one of the old sheet masks in there just because mm-hmm. why not? But uh, no, it's it it far gags. I think the gag was on me the whole time I was carrying that thing around. <laughs> I mean, in in hindsight, how do you how do you feel about being part of a MacGuffin storyline? I know it's something that uh, I'll I'll link it to. I'll I'll try to link it to acting, but you know, it's part of some of the bigger movies. You think of like Pulp Fiction and Raiders of the Lost Ark is a MacGuffin, but how did you how do you feel about 
you know, looking back and being part of a storyline that, you know, you, it was a, a mystery box, so to speak. <laughs> you, you know, uh, it's, it's disappointing because, uh, um, there were so many different ways to go with it and the way it was crushed, the way COVID hit, the way they released everybody. It's like, man, am I the first person in the WWE history to, uh, not only have the gimmick crushed, but, uh, but get the job, uh, papers, you know, fought. that was basically my last appearance in front of a crowd was, uh, that day that the, the cage was crushed. Mm. So I was like, man, they, 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 I wonder if they wrote that story to get rid of people. <laughs> uh, I would hope it's not the latter, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, Lewis Nichols was the interview that I was trying to think of earlier, so I did want to mention that with the stuffed animal. Um, oh, yes. So, uh, I mean, if, if I can put a positive spin on things, how is there a match that you would look back on that you would say best represents your work that you did in WWE, whether it was uh, as a singles wrestler in, you know, in that run or just when you were part of a, a stable or bludgeon brothers that you work, you know, anything come to mind that you would say best represents your work in WWE and maybe on a different note, represents what you're trying to bring moving forward uh i'm i mean if if you just watch the body of work like uh and and the glimpses of things you've seen you mean just put stuff together i mean i had fun with guys like alistair towards the end because they actually let us you know work for a bit you know what i mean Mm-hmm. And just working with size different stuff in a practical way since he's he's a striker. But like also work uh with guys like the Usos, you know what I mean? They have the matches we did with those guys because they're such high flyers. So like as far as like any kind of style of what people can expect, I mean if they see my body of work, they they know what to expect from me, but maybe you'll see a few different things and a few different surprises. Because I know throughout my career Especially when I would do some singles matches, uh, you know that that necessarily uh, uh, wasn't the forte I was known for. Uh, it opened eyes as to what I could do in the ring, and you know, to me, I always knew what I could do. But I think uh, when you're conditioned only seeing certain things, or you know, when you have guys that are booked to be the fall guys for so long, their credibility starts to waver a little bit. So. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting to be out of that facade and to show people other you know parts of my ring work. Yeah, and we we've talked about a few of them uh, since we started recording. You have the match with Fred. I know you did a, a couple matches or one. Yeah, one match. Uh, you worked with Matthew Justice, who's an up and coming name. You did that on. WrestleMania weekend, you worked with GCW. You you fought Homicide, which I thought was really cool. Uh, that was at uh, Fight Forever. That was their their charity stream, so that was pretty cool. Um, any? Can you talk about any of the any of the uh, film credits you have coming up that maybe people can catch you on catch you in before we see you back in the ring? 
Um, nothing's, uh, came out. I signed some NDAs for some things. Uh, but, uh, um, I think, uh, Ghost of the Ozarks ready to be, you know, hitting the, the festival circuit soon. It should be, I hope. Mm-hmm. I know that they're almost finished in post-production. So hopefully I can start stop talking about stuff like that, uh, in the near future. But as of right now, all the credits are kind of hush-hush. Totally understandable. Uh, <laughs> I, that that's the one that came up, the Ghost of the Ozarks. Um, I don't really like. I, I obviously associate the the show Ozarks, but uh, it's uh, the the synopsis: a story of a doctor who travels to a remote Ozarks utopia in 1866. So, see, it seems like it's in the suspense genre period piece. I think. Uh, Hopefully, you know, we, we can find out more about it soon, but um, look for you in that. Look for you back in the ring. Uh, and then anybody that's listening can check out Eric uh, at Monday Night Virtual tonight. Uh, you can get some 8x10s uh, signed by Eric. Uh, get a shout out live on the stream. We'll, we'll have that up. We'll have this audio up soon. Uh Thanks very much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Um, looking forward to seeing you back on the screen and appreciate you giving a little more insight into your career. Oh, no problem, man. 